Hey guys, what's up? I'm Grace. And I'm Lucy. We're coming to you from the studio and you're listening to The Big Picture Podcast. And today we are interviewing some people from our favorite magazine, Ego. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves really quickly? Yo, absolutely. Uh, my name's Tom. I'm the creative director of Ego. Uh, I'm Eli. I'm one of the co-producers. I'm David. I'm also one of the co-producers and the founder of Urban Zoo, which does interviews. Yeah. Cool. Welcome, guys. Do you want to tell us about your first experience with the Edmonton arts community? Word. Um... I guess I'll start. I think our first one where like we really connected was a show. Actually, it would probably be Moe's first show, like just Moe's first rap show. Um, I was in like a young company acting class, which is like through the Citadel with him. And one night he was just like, yo, man, like we got a rap. I got a rap show tonight. It's my first show. And like, I didn't know he could rap before that. I don't think anyone in our class knew that whatsoever. And uh, it was at the Bower. It was, I think it was, uh, oh, I can't remember who threw it. I think uh, a guy named Pretty Boy Floyd, who used to live here a couple of years ago. I think it was his show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It goes by Starseed now. Um, But yeah, he threw that show. Cartel Madras was on it, which is like, they're signed to like Sub Pop now. They're out in Calgary. Um, And yeah, like it was just, the energy was amazing. And I'd never seen people from like my city support something that was so close to them so heavy like people were moshing and like getting excited for live music and i just hadn't seen that growing up so it was like really cool to see people support locally like that where how about you gentlemen (laughs) um for me me and i went to that show too with tom and it was the exact same experience but like for me when i started like getting into like the actual like business side of the stuff and being interested in it was um working with working with some of these rappers like Edabomb, for example me and tom worked really closely with when we were around 19 like trying to figure out videos for him and like career path like it was one of those weird things where you don't know what you're doing but you're doing a lot <laughs> you know and like going to his shows as well is exactly what tom said of just like we come from the acting world and it's very different and sheltered and going out to see that like exactly how tom said it just like seeing people your age just like fucking lose their shit to a kid your age on stage is just like yeah i know that's we need more of that in the city and that's why like places like vancouver and toronto like are ahead of us sometimes because that's very normal there but here like it feels special because it's not normal to edmonton which it should be um yeah we'll make it so yeah. yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, that's our job. <laughs> uh, I guess mine would be, I think David, he asked me to volunteer at this show you guys threw called Fuck It. Lucy uh, was there. Lucy had art there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucy was there. <laughs> that was a lit show, guys. That was yeah. insane, man. That was Seriously. an insane show. Yeah, they could, they could definitely talk talk to that better, but like, I just worked the door and, and I just kind of moved to Edmonton. I'm from BC, right? So I had no idea what the scene was like here, you know? <laughs> And and that was like that was my introduction. It was like, like the name is apt, right? It was it was fucking insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was stupid. We just uh, we were looking for a venue for like a month, and it was like two weeks before the show. We'd announced it. We'd had all these artists, and we we're like, oh fuck, we still don't have like a venue. So there used to be this old resource called Alberta 
uh, Space Finder, where it was like just this like database of venues and shit. So I like hit up this weird looking. It looked like some sort of hall or something, but it didn't have an address. And then like eventually they like got back to me and just texted me this weird address that was downtown. And then we went inside, and it was City Center Mall. It was like the old <laughs> ATB building. Uh, or ATB like uh, bank there and like used they used to be a bank. Yeah, and then like vignettes took it over, which is like a local. I don't even really know exactly. So cool. They're like an installation yeah. kind of group. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and so they just like ripped all the shit. Not shitting on them, they ripped all the shit out of that <laughs> bank and just left. So the the mall was just like trying to rent it out. Um, so we got it for like one night for like a thousand bucks, and we fit like fucking. 30 artists in there all under the age of 25 we had like videos we had each like bank stall like imagine when you go to a bank there's like different offices and stalls and Tiny stuff little rooms for yeah. all the artists yeah everyone got their own Wall like little space gallery for everyone yeah. <laughs> it was sectioned crazy. off areas that each had their own like energy it's no that's literally what it was though <laughs> like yes. that's exactly what it was yeah and that that i think like that kind of just showed us what you could do in like the arts community and have an impact around like the people around you i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah wow what a start like <laughs> yeah dude it was fucking crazy some lady like pulled the fire alarm like during the show as well so like we had to like kick everybody out and they were waiting out front of like city center mall kind of like right where the road goes right where it splits and uh Yom, yo, shout out Yom. <laughs> Yom, uh, he was doing like skate tricks across the street and like knocking over shit and like just keeping the crowd entertained. And then eventually we got to run back out after we got the all clear from One thing security. You to mention too, which was extremely validating for us, is like when the fire trucks finally left, everybody just started screaming, fuck it, fuck it. And me and Tom, like, we've talked about it years after, just being like, there's no feeling like people screaming the name of your show. <laughs> and yeah. being like we did that <laughs> like that's crazy like <laughs> you know and Even then we've been that, chasing that high since all night. people were saying it before that night too. <laughs> oh yeah like, let's go fuck it it's such a catchy name for yeah. a show i think it we just like named it that because we were like oh fuck it we're just gonna <laughs> try to do this and it, it works so mm -hmm. fuck yeah yeah um tight Tight, so tight, cool. tight. <laughs> um, do you guys want to talk a little bit about Ego Volume 2 and what we can expect to see from that? Yo, absolutely. Um, do you guys want me to take this at the start? Because I kind of yeah. want to. Yeah, I think you <laughs> <laughs> so exciting. Yeah, oh man, this has been like, because we got the grant just like under a year ago now. I was like basically at a bus stop and uh, I just got an email. We're going from the very beginning, yeah. bro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I got the email and uh, I just like lost my mind because I kind of gave up on it. And then I was like, oh shit, now we like actually have to do it. Um, so then it was like, I don't know. It was a lot of time just reaching out to people, doing all like the admin shit, like the, the stuff that's like really not fun. You work like 90% of the time to do the filming you get to do the filming and then it's just like back to the admin organizing people kind of shit. Um, but yeah, like that was crazy. We filmed 40 videos in 10 days. 
which is way more than we did last time. Yeah, <laughs> we basically, so um, we met with this studio out south, um, shout out the Void Studios, Canal and Kavi. Um, we just met up with them and we showed them like our physical magazine from the first one and a couple videos. And uh, we worked something out with them where we could just like rent it really cheap put their name on everything because they did us a super solid giving us that studio. Um, and then we'd bring in two artists pretty much every day. So that because it was like in a, what is it? Like a mall strip mall. Yeah. Um, we had like a fabric store that was like underneath us. So during the day, like we couldn't do like big band shit. We do like solo vocalists or fashion or anything that wasn't super loud. And then we do the bands at night. Um, but yeah, the thing that I'm like most excited for with this one is definitely just, um, the diversity that we have. Like last time we had like the new engineers, one band, um, this last Friday we released one with a 10 piece brass band, which is like to see that jump in like quality and like just what we're able to achieve has been the coolest thing, uh, thus far. So that's my little spiel about volume two. Yeah, dude, it was sick. How did you do that? Oh. It, was it was a lot of yeah. it was a lot of meticulous planning. I have to really, yeah, like Tom really killed himself, <laughs> honestly, I bet. I on, bet. On, on this type of shit. But um, yeah, one thing I'll definitely say to expect from Ego Volume Two from Volume One is like, yeah, that drastic change in quality, like just the video quality in and of itself is massive. And then on top of that, too, like um, the um, yeah, just the range of artists that we use, like, because, you know, that's one thing is just like, we're very hip hop based people. That's where all three of us come from and where we all got a taste in all of this. But like to step out of our boundaries and to dip into other zones and also like the technology that we're using, we were really like pushing things this time being like, OK, let's try this. Even now looking at it like I'm happy with what we did. But for volume three, I'm just like, yeah, we need to go crazier. <laughs> like, there's yeah. even more nut stuff we could do. Yeah. Like David's saying about, um, like, pushing the boundary and everything, right? Um, we had we had that grant this year, and, and I think it really shows, right? Because when you actually have that, yeah. <laughs> when you have that funding and, and you can actually make those creative decisions you want to, you know, you're not limited because... Volume one was all all Serb funded, you know, that was straight from the government. Uh, and then uh, we just did what Look we could what with what we had. You did with what you had, though. Exactly. Whoa, yeah. Quality was already like peeing through the roof. Yeah. And now you guys have money? And that's what, <laughs> that's what we were kind of talking about with, with volume one was it, it was kind of a proof of concept at the end of the day because it was just showing what we could do. And then we used volume one to secure the grant, right? Uh, cause then, it, you know, you just show them like, look what we did with, with nothing, with what we could scrounge together out of the, the, the pennies in our pockets, you know? And then now we got volume two and it looks fucking fantastic. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to tell us, Tom, about your time in Toronto? Oh, word. Well? yeah, yeah. Back in October. Um, yeah, that was crazy. That kind of came, came about like partially because of ego partially because of uh working with uh, monks on call and yeah basically there's a program in toronto called the canadian music incubator and they're like an organization that basically supports artists across canada and kind of gives them 
I don't know. I went for a manager program, but they also have artist development programs. So uh, what I went for, for example, is I went there for a month and basically we spent the month like taking different classes with different industry professionals. So it'd be like a talent agent. It would be like an entertainment lawyer. We'd have like these different sessions like that every day. And then as well as like um, just meeting with people within that building. So CMI runs out of a place called Coalition Music, which is like an artist management company. They manage like Simple Plan, USS, um, who else? Uh, there's a whole bunch more. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't remember right now. There's a whole <laughs> bunch more. But um, just meeting the industry people and being in like that kind of professional environment day in and day out was crazy and they give you all the resources that you need so like they're explaining stuff about royalties and um the kind of press kit that you want to send out to perhaps like a radio station or how all of that kind of system back-end stuff kind of works um so it was really cool it was also cool just to like be outside of edmonton i hadn't been out of edmonton in like a couple years so um being able to see like the Toronto music scene was fucking sick. Just like being able to take their sick, wicked, fast transit downtown and uh, catching. <laughs> yeah, I know. I shout out. Shout out to the TTC. Nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like their trains are fucked, man. You can get like pretty much anywhere, anywhere in the city through that. But um, yeah, it was it was cool. You got to learn a lot of industry stuff. I definitely recommend it for anyone who's like trying to get into that kind of stuff. They have like an artist program, the management program, then they have like an artist, like self manager program. So it's like you get a little bit of column A, column B kind of what? stuff. Um, and they're like literally plugging you in to like the music scene there. Like when I was there, um, the manager, like my mentor guy, he was the manager for Simple Plan and Our Lady Peace and like, there was this concert going on and uh jane's addiction like dropped out so they like got our lady peace to go and then we got to get like fucking backstage tickets to this smashing pumpkin show and we got to like sit like right behind all the media and then like we we're supposed to meet fucking billy corgan he just dipped and I, you know what i don't blame him dude he's old now i do not blame him at all but uh yeah just being able to be like that close those many degrees closer to like the heart of Canadian music industry shit was fucking crazy. But yeah, Toronto is sick. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Man's getting tired. So it's kind of funny you put it down actually because I was even wondering, um, probably even a question you might want to answer. What um, exactly did you guys do with all the grant money and stuff like that? I know we kind of already glazed over it, but, um, you know, more specifically even, um, how did you guys find um, even renting equipment and stuff like that? Tom's going to speak more on this. <laughs> but what I will say, at least on the surface level, is it what what was great about getting that grant funding uh, oh my god grant funding is that everybody could walk away with some cash which is always needed an artist and, getting paid yeah i know and yeah. it okay. went towards that and like also just like we were able to make our artists feel a lot more comfortable i think in this vault sorry 
on this volume <laughs> compared to the first one because True. like we there's that comfort cash you know to be like okay do you need something you know and it, yes. it, what it also pushed towards is like us pushing boundaries that money that's what it did a lot of but tom will get into the exact nitty-gritty of it though <laughs> I'll, I'll let eli talk before i i'm gonna go in so i'll let you <laughs> yeah. yeah i think the best part is just like actually being able to like properly pay the people we work with you know um, yeah, because yeah, the first the first one was it was a passion project at the end of the day, mm -hmm. you know, but this time, like all of the, uh, you know, our editors, our videographers, everybody's getting everybody's getting paid and, and just just being able to, you know, being able to get get paid for doing art, you know, that's almost unheard of now. And mm -hmm. so so it's really nice to be able to to use the grant for that kind of thing, you know. All right. I'm going to start off by saying cashing, cashing a $25,000 check is the most stressful fucking thing I've ever done, man. <laughs> having that, having that in the account was terrible just because I, I like made a separate bank account for it. Um, and it was funny too, because they didn't take me seriously when I was trying to open the account. And then I like pulled out the check and they took me into the back and I was like, okay, like, let's <laughs> I like I got Took my you into the back. Yeah, I got like, oh, shit. Not like that. Not like that, but I was like, look, I need to like cash this like pretty big check to Did open this. Do you have account. any bullshit to do with though? Like actually like cuz yeah. No, kids. well, yeah, so that's they look the thing. At you like a weirdo like being like No, cuz it's from the Edmonton Arts Council, oh, so they know they know it's legit. But uh like I just came in like dressed like this with my longboard. It didn't look <laughs> like I could cash that kind of check. But um uh yeah, it was crazy, man. Like the biggest thing with getting that spot or that uh that grant i'd say was like getting the actual money it was just saying how much we were supporting local artists that this was like not just uh an investment in like one thing yeah it was like an investment in over 20 different things and beyond that it's like an investment into young artist careers like based in Edmonton. And I think essentially whenever you're applying for a grant like that, that's like a local municipal grant, I think you're going to do really well if you focus on the impact that has um, on the careers of people from that area, if that makes sense. Cause that's what the money's for, right? They're trying to support artists to keep them here to bring tourism or whatever the fuck. But um yeah, so th that was the one big thing with like actually getting the grant. And then once we got the grant, it was using that to leverage into like sponsorships and stuff. So like that's how we got like our Long and McQuaid's, well, all of our sponsorships, I'm going to be honest. Like just like because we had like this big backer, essentially, I was able to go to these different places and be like, look, like these guys think what we're doing is legit. So like you should hop on that train and like, this is what you'll get out of it. Like just laying out everything very clearly for everyone. Um, and then, yeah, like beyond that, like actually renting all the equipment and stuff, like I don't know any of that shit. So it's all about like having meetings with like essentially like department heads. So like meeting with the audio people, meeting with the video people, deciding exactly like, what we need to pull off the look we want. Um, and something we didn't really get to do with this one as much was like have like test shoots. That is kind of what we did with the first one. But this time we kind of just had to go in and like just straight film everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It was okay, just like, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like if you're going to spend all this money, you want it to look good as the main thing. And it does. So yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that was like the big thing. It was crazy getting that grant. I don't know if I'll ever feel like that again because I was like, holy shit, uh, we're actually doing this, which is like scary, but also very exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, how did filming and like recording stuff change this time now that you guys actually had money? The budget? Yeah. Um, uh, it's pretty, in a lot of ways, it was pretty similar because... Um, it's always a crunch like like kind of what i was saying before is like you work 90 percent of the time for that like 10 percent of filming so all of that work is to make that 10 percent of filming go as efficiently and as smooth as possible um but we're still all learning so it didn't always work out like that like one time we had the victors in and uh the victors uh <laughs> they didn't think they had to bring a drum set so i was like talking to victor and i was like all right man like great interview like we'll do the we'll do the performance now um you guys can just like load in the drum set over here and he's like oh yeah man like you got the drum set right <laughs> and then i was like nah dog <laughs> i don't and he's like nah 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 you're joking you're joking and then i was like no no you're not joking either we don't have a drum kit and we have to like finish filming within the next two hours so eventually we just like whipped over to the monks on call house grabbed their drum kit and came back they were like super close it was fine Thank God. but yeah it was like <laughs> stuff like that consistently happens and that's just like filming it's doing anything collaboratively is just running into roadblocks and like being able to come up with solutions on the spot that's saving time and money like money wasn't a huge issue this time and there's but uh yeah, just that kind of stuff. Yeah. One thing I'll say that I love about filming stuff is there's so much bullshit that happens. <laughs> and with what he just described, it's like you see a finished product and it's those tiny tidbits of being like, oh, that drum set is actually Monks on Call's drum set. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those tiny things or even some of our artists like... I think the first one, the difference is that there is a better level of professionalism. I'll openly say that. Like in the first one, I'm, not to say people didn't take it as seriously, but like, you know, very funny instances where some people didn't know their own lyrics <laughs> or like some people, you know, and you're just like, what do you mean? you? This is your biggest song. <laughs> like, what do you mean you don't know? <laughs> you know, and it's just like, well, we're taking 20 because they need to memorize their shit, you know? And it's just like, but it, what the fun part about, the fun thing that I love about filming stuff is that no one's ever going to know that unless we tell you, <laughs> you know, like you would never know. You'd never know <laughs> some of these things happen. All those little fun facts, you know, <laughs> all those things that, 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 yeah, you'd never know unless, unless you were there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have anything else to say on that. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I do, I do, I do. Um, I'd say like the one thing that like egos kind of consistently built on is just like having a structure and then putting each artist through that kind of structure. So like for filming, for example, we kind of filmed all the interviews, all the, not, we didn't film them the same way, but we had like the same, we knew what we were doing after the first couple, right? So we had that structure, we kind of feed them through. Um, and that, that was just for efficiency's sake, when we're doing like 40 videos, you have to have that kind of structure. Um, so yeah, it was like developing that. And the dope thing about doing it this time is we'd already done it once. So we already kind of knew where the time was like going to really be eaten up by things. And also like working a collab over the last year, like, I kind of got a better sense of like 
<laughs> also telling people, okay, let's get a move on. We've got a little, we've got a bit of a time crunch, but also just like understanding when to give people time to do their work so they can do the best work. Um, so yeah, that was probably the biggest thing I learned just like from directing wise for volume two. Let's talk a little bit about these artists for Ego. How did you guys end up choosing the artists? <laughs> he wants to answer this, okay. This makes me uncomfortable, so. <laughs> There's more to that, by the way. I'm gonna get into, that's so funny. The reason why I'm so excited about it is that um, at the time, I think, were you in Montreal? Like, you were, you you were working, Montreal, yeah, you were doing were, big man things, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So the way that we did it, the first time, it was very much just like, this is... Begging people. Bro. Literally, it was begging, but also the passion project side of it, of just like, Mo, we work with you, and you're also a really good friend. Edabom, we work with you, and you're also a really good friend. Arlo, you're my mentor, please. Like, you know, like, Tom, literally, it was begging, and luck... Yeah, we had a couple out there, like like people we wanted to ask, and and we ended up getting a couple of them. But like, yeah, well, yeah. I fucking I made it like a whole pitch thing for every artist. We'd have a meeting with them, and I'd be like, "This is what it's gonna look like. This is like the demos." Just because you had to have them try, if they're gonna come in and give us three hours, you have to yeah. make sure. I remember sure. the pitch document. It was this whole this whole thing we cooked up just to like just so that we had something to to just put in front of them and say, "This is what you can expect. This is what we want to want to bring you on for." Yeah. So. But that's the thing. That was volume one. <laughs> volume two. Now we got some clout. Now we did our shit. So it's like, okay, we can actually like, you know, be a little bit assertive and sit back and be like, what? Not so much as like, can I get you on my magazine? But like, why should you be on my magazine? Ooh. Which was, no, it was very fun. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know where he's coming from, but like honestly, in a good way, because people were. I had weird instances sometimes where I was working at a brew house, and I remember this one dude really liked the way I was serving him, and we follow each other on Instagram, and he saw the ego trailer. And he was just like, I've been trying to tell my friends I'm going to get on this one day, and I'm going to be there. And he's like, I just want to meet the creator. And I was just like, uh, <laughs> I was just like, well, you, you're talking to one of them, <laughs> and he's like, dude, no way! And I, I realized like there, that's not the only time I've had people since we dropped the first one that were like that. So, anyways, long story short, now me, Tom, and Eli have this conversation where it's just like we need to have auditions, mm -hmm. like it's gonna be, and that was so much fun because. Me and Tom, we come from a theater background. We went to art school together. And in grade 12, you have to do your own play and you have to audition kids, like literally your peers, like the, the ones that are younger than you. So we already had that knowledge of auditioning people and what that looks like, you know. And it was fun because I never thought I'd get to do that again. And it was fun to sit there and watch people like in a cynical way it's fun to watch people be vulnerable and like and work hard but also in a very good way it is good to see that and people would be like how much do you actually want this you know how much do you actually want to show people something you know and that was that was the great thing about auditioning people is you got to see like some people really th there's some people like i can honestly say this without saying too much there's some people that didn't make the cut that are great great artists that like literally and it was it was actually like me and tom talked about it like there is nights it was hard to sleep because it's just like there's so many good people 
there's a lot of really talented people, but we can't take them all. You know, that was a really fucking difficult to see. Sorry, I don't know if I can yeah, F-bomb. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that, that was a big um, uncomfortable decision where me and Tom are, the way we work is um, we work alike, but we're also different in the sense that I'm, like, I can be a Simon Cow sometimes, <laughs> and Tom is, <laughs> Tom is a good dude. But, you know, that was the fun thing of going through that with Homie, being like, whoa, who, why should we pick this person? You know, like it was different than the first time because the first time it was handcrafted perfectly and we we had to choose those type of people. But this time it was fun in a difficult way because, you know, sometimes I'll be looking at him and I'm like, what do you mean that person? And just like, no, like you're not understanding. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, no, I'm not seeing it. <laughs> you know, like and it was it was it, it's a good thing to have to be able to do that you know, for your magazine. It's just like, at the end of the day, what it means before I hand it off is just that a lot of people gave a shit. That's what made mm -hmm. it difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for real. Like, we had, uh, we made like a little Google form for people to audition and we had like a hundred people fill that out, which was like, oh, Whoa. shit. And part of that was because like, we also expanded beyond music this time. So we were doing like different types of art as well. Um, but yeah, man, like I'm, I'm, I'm sure people know I'm very enthusiastic about supporting young local artists, but, um, seeing that kind of support for something we're doing and like seeing that, like people actually give a fuck about it was, uh, it was surreal. And it's like something that I think about all the time. Like, I wish we could feature fucking a hundred artists for the first, for the first volume, we shortlisted 45 artists for this one. It's like a hundred people like audition or submitted, but beyond that, I can think of like probably 20 other like bands or artists that I would love to have involved. So another it's like seeing, sorry. Another thing was seeing people nervous. It was a very enchanting feeling. They're like, you're nervous for this. <laughs> like I woke up in this morning and being just like, Oh yeah, I guess I do this magazine thing, <laughs> you know, thinking no one's <laughs> going to take it seriously. I only care me and Tom. And it's just like, people are actually nervous because they care. That's weird. <laughs> in yeah. A good way. Yeah. People yeah. could care. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I did not like auditioning people. It I makes me, it. I know you <laughs> fucking loved it, dude. I don't like, I like when I can just like, and I'm sure you can attest to this is like you curate a show and you just hit up the people you want and they'll probably do it. Mm -hmm. That was the nice thing about volume one. You don't have to worry about like, no yeah, like, yeah. well, I don't know. Just sending that email out being like, yo, I'm sorry you didn't make the cut. Just that always kind of hurts, you know? Right. And like at the end of the day, like I want the project to be the best. So I'm going to do the best call for the project, but that part's not as fun. <laughs> I don't I find I it fun, by the way. Yeah, don't think I find it fun. Like, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he does, though. He does. He got that glint in his eye, man. Got that dark evil look. I shouldn't have said I was Simon Cowell. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> No, that's a bad, bad <laughs> precedent to set, Holmes. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I feel like it's like, feels rewarding in a way, too, though. Like, people, other people caring about what you're doing and taking it as seriously as you are i think that's just like hard yeah absolutely because like like when you're working on something for so long like david was saying it just becomes like something you do you know yeah. and you lose that that initial like spark that made you so excited about it right so then when you when you see that people who have nothing to do with it you know 
who who actually care you know it just uh it kind of it kind of reignites that spark a little bit because you know like they care and they they didn't work on this at all and like and we put all this all this time and energy into this like yeah this is kind of sick you know what i guess this is kind of sick yeah it really is. I'm aware of that every single day that what we do is sick. Yeah. Just every so everybody day he wakes knows. Up I know. And I'm like, I'm oh lit. yeah. This is lit. Y'all are lit. You gotta. I feel like as an artist, like there's already so much like self doubt stomping that like flame out that you kind of have to instill it in yourself. Like I don't know. I think like 90 percent of people go through life and they don't give a fuck about what actually makes them happy. So the fact that like we're all taking the agency to do what makes us happy is fucking dope. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> preach, <laughs> preach. For uh, real, no, fucking no, man. <laughs> um, so you guys are doing some live events with Ego, too. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and what we can expect to see this summer? Yeah. Yeah, wait. yeah we had our first one on Friday, which... Uh, First of all, people, you need to buy your tickets online, man. You get me fucking stressing, dude. Um, <laughs> not only that, like, one thing I do want to attest to is I, everyone that showed up to the first one, I am extremely grateful and very thankful of that because, like, I don't know. You know, sometimes you think people forget, <laughs> you know, and, mm -hmm. like, the attendance that we had, it was just, like, wow we're still doing it we're still in this shit <laughs> yeah it was, a, it was a good turnout still buy your tickets online man you make us promoters stressed oh i know God. you understand man yeah, the so city bad. doesn't understand it seriously man it's cheaper to buy it online so why would you not do that um anyways <laughs> So bad. Yeah, it's an epidemic in Edmonton. Yeah, I will I say it, bro. It's fucking stress. I think a lot of people are like, I just have to wait until my girlfriend is off work. No, <laughs> yeah. no you're not lying. I'm not going alone. That's I'm just, literally I'm, what happens. I'm going with Debbie. Okay? I don't not, know yet. I'm not going alone. It's, I'm only going with Debbie. It's not 10 o'clock yet. At 10, I'll know. At 10, I'll show At up. 10, oh, you, I'll fast, you fashionably late fucks. Get out of here, bro. Get out of here. You don't. Are you still 16? Come on. Well, don't just miss the first set to be cool. Um, that didn't cool. that didn't happen with us. That didn't happen with us. Everyone showed up like pretty well on time, I'll say, which was Probably. dope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those events are cool because like the whole first like go with ego was during COVID, um, and it was really meant Insane. to like yeah, it was like meant to like supplement the live events during COVID. So now, yeah, now we're able to do like. Don't add too much sugar, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't add the fucking cream. Don't 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 add the fucking. Don't cream. add the cream. Don't add, don't add the cream, bro. Dude, no, 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 no. It tastes fucking weird. What the fuck is that shit? What Dude, is that? Shit? Oat milk. Oh, it's oat milk. Okay, okay that's why it tastes weird. It's no, you're oat good, milk. You're good. Go ahead. Like, is that shit bad? You're in the clear. Dude, that was like it's a little oaty. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude, that was like Do one. Do not of... use my cream. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> feel free to use it, but just know it is oat milk, <laughs> and, it, and it's really thick. <laughs> that was like that was like when a dog has something in its mouth, and everyone's like, "Drop it, drop it, drop it." <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you were not fucking dropping that dog. You wanted the cream. No, I'm good. yeah, I want the cream. I don't care if it's spoiled. <laughs> oh. Just the context, we're talking about tea? Yeah. <laughs> yeah David's no. trying to get cream. Um, I can't see, but anyways. Uh, 
Anyway. Why'd you have to um, do that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Stop. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> so can I uh, can I pop the question for the volume three, which oh. which you guys got planned? Bro. <laughs> we got a ways. We got a ways. Um, so volume two is set to release until the end of August. Uh, so we're like a month in of like a five month journey, yep. and man, it's stressful every day. Um, but There's I will. No There's no time to think about volume three right now. <laughs> I am. I do have. When it happens. I do have thoughts about it. There's like two ways I think of going about it. Um, definitely gonna go for like Canada Council big fucking money for a grant. Um, I want to get like enough like momentum off volume two to really warrant something big. And then what I'm thinking beyond that is either like doing like fucking 50 artists doing like a year of programming essentially. Um, or doing a very small amount of artists, but having really in-depth interviews and performance videos on like a whole new level. Yeah, exactly. It's like we'll have like 10 artists and it'll be fucking crazy. Like, there'll be like music videos almost. And then, but like, intimate. Yeah. And then, like, the interviews would be like, we'd follow them almost through like a day in the life of their yeah. practice or some shit. I don't know. I don't know which way it'll go at this Vice, point. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, like, Vice, like, we'll go to their house and see their oh, studio. Babes. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. One of those two ways. <laughs> for volume three, for me, I would want, I just want to extend the amount of artists we're working with. I think like that would be fun to push the boundaries with that, uh, do some more. But also, I want to push the boundaries in terms of what we could do film wise with, um, cause like the first, the first one, the first volume, like, okay, we got some cool lights and yeah, this looks cool. And this one, we were just like, okay, now we got some projectors. Like, you want it? You want a waterfall? We got a waterfall. You want to do that? <laughs> we, we can do that. The next one, I want to see. I want to surprise ourselves. I want to see the crazy shit we could come up with. That pyrotechnics. You know? yeah. Honestly, yeah. backup like dancers, yeah. crazy <laughs> shit. Yeah. So pushy. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. It's crazy. in 3D. <laughs> oh my god. That would be each, so each fucking cool. Each magazine comes with a pair of red, yeah, yeah. red and blue glasses. That yeah. actually, that's actually Whoa. we could do that. Idea. Do why the, do we have to wait for that? Yeah, do the yeah, do the do centerfold that. all three D. That'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Volume three. I think honestly, I think Tom killed it. Honestly, this, this is the first time I've heard any of his, his plans. This is all just <laughs> all his all just those <laughs> twisted fun. machinations uh, in Tom's head and, and then those aren't the only ones <laughs> yeah yeah um, no word <laughs> how can people get involved with ego or support word um so there's a couple ways like right now I'm uh I'm a pretty busy guy right now I sound like a douchebag saying that but I am a I am <laughs> though. Busy I am. It's true, though. <laughs> I, I do. It's true. I do. Um, but yeah, so like currently right now, probably when this comes out, I'm looking for like an associate producer to basically like learn kind of the things that I do behind the scenes. So like communicating with artists, communicating with sponsors, um, programming the live events, and then also like setting up 
I don't know. It's a lot of communication stuff that I don't like to do yeah. that. I'm looking for someone who's good at to do that. Um, and then beyond that, like we're really trying to expand beyond like the first time it was like, we have the digital online videos and stuff. And we have the physical magazine it was kind of like all there was. Um, and now this time it's like, we got the digital publication. We're working on the physical print thing. Um, we have the live events now. Now we're also moving into like merch and stuff and like just kind of finding different ways to like diversify and expand the brand. So I'm kind of looking at different ways to engage people on that level. Cause ultimately like, I just want to be focused on like the higher level building out the whole kind of project, but having different teams kind of like take care of, different elements of that if that makes sense um but yeah that's still a work in progress i have a really hard time asking for help and shit so it's like i need to learn how to like do that and also like whenever i'm asking someone for help i want it to be like an actual opportunity they're gonna take and it's like structured and we both kind of know what's going on and how to like communicate and work together so that's gonna be a while but yeah, eventually, like I'm sure for volume three, sorry, <laughs> for volume three, we'll have like a call out again for artists and crew as well. And then just to kind of answer your question more directly, the the best way to, to support, come to the live shows. Come to the fucking live shows. They're sick. Uh, like, I thought you were going to Aiden for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no. Aiden, no. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> you, producer. No, no. So, yeah, come to the live shows uh, every month. Next one, June 3rd. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. June 3rd. Uh, if not, follow, follow Ego. But, yeah, the, uh, other than that, follow the page. You can share all our content. That was kind of a big part. Uh, something we were really thinking about when we were putting together volume one is like we wanted to make something very easily shareable very easily like like because the whole kind of marketing on it is uh is is kind of a mutual marketing thing where we bring in the artists who bring their their following and then the artist posts on their page and their page brings us back to our page and that brings all the um all the audience, right? Mm -hmm. And then they see our page and all the other artists we have, right? So it just kind of, it builds everybody up, you know? So share the shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we call that the collective association of all the other artists is kind of like how the brand builds. Um, and it's cool, cause like the first time we did it, like essentially Ego's like based on Instagram and shit. We're trying to expand to YouTube and other platforms, but it's mainly Instagram. Um, and the cool thing that you can do now is you can do collaborator posts. I don't know if you guys have done that before, um, where like it shows not only on your feed, but also on the other person's like profile and shit, which is dope. Like I wish we could do that with the volume one ones because then people can click on their profile and see our stuff or all that jazz. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about collab. Oh yeah. And what you do there. Collab. Yeah. Um, so I guess things have probably changed since I was here last time. Um, now I am working there as the operations director. So essentially that's like running payroll, running admin stuff. It's talking to like the people who rent out of the building. Shout out TP Treats. Gang. Word, man. Shout out TP <laughs> Treats. For real. 
I don't know either, bro. They're the homies, man. They're the homies. I love that you did that. Yeah, for real. No, I hope Curtis sees this, man. Um, yeah, they like an indigenous restaurant that runs out of our gallery. Make fucking killer Bannock. The Bannock. Like, yeah, oh bro. Bannock donairs, Bannock burgers, Bannock. It's to die for and you'll get it nowhere else. Oh, yeah, so exactly. Good. They're so good. They're so good and they're, they're really good people too. And um, so it's working with them, working with our other renters. So that's Neckham for Change. That's like a non-for-profit that runs out of our uh, one of our offices upstairs. Um, they do like a whole bunch of harm reduction stuff and give out meals to the community. So it's like that's vital, especially for it works really well because like where Colab is, like they're able to work out of there really effectively, as well as like that's ideally the kind of space that I want to work out of, too, is like alongside people like that that are trying to build the community exactly like Colab is. Right. Um and then we also have like Skirt JPEG up there. He's like a producer in the city. He's friggin' awesome. So sick. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He has his studio up there. So he's always bringing people through. And it's like, it's really cool to see it as that space where it's like, we're able to help provide, like not directly provide that like harm reduction side of things, but also like have those artists come through. And then we've got the performance hall and stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm basically like working with them working with um, different organizations in the city. So like when people want to partner with us for stuff, um, that's usually coming through me as well. Um, and then I also generally run all of our rentals. So I'll kind of, when someone wants to rent, um, they'll approach me kind of with their idea and we'll work together to make that possible, both with like the pricing as well as the staffing and what we can offer um, to really make that event as effective as possible. Um, so yeah, it's doing a lot of that stuff. Before I was doing a lot more of like on the ground running the events, every single event every week. And uh, for a while it was been doing a bit of both, but I'm kind of trying to transition out of that part of things. Um, and yeah, that's kind of that's what I do is just like working with the arts community and the space. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> That's lovely. I love how you went into detail and stuff too because that little space actually does have like quite a few little like little buildings and little spots in it. And you guys have like a renting area too. Do you guys have spots available to rent? Yeah. So we have like offices. Um, right now they're like all kind of taken but it's it's really cheap rent and it's great real estate. And again, you get to be part of like that community that's based out of that building which is really wholesome and I think like vital for the development of the Edmonton that I want to see, especially like in that area. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. That's so cool. Oh, I thanks. keep getting all the updates. I do uh, Gabe Hines's hair and he updates me on all the stuff like yeah. Skirt JPEG and all the Dude, it's stuff so, you guys are doing. It's so time. lit to have him up there. Like yeah. Odell has like been a homie. I knew Odell was like DJing events that I went to and I was like looking up to him. This was like when Fugacious came out like way back and I would like look up to this dude because he like helped organize these events and shit and they were doing the monthly and now like he gets to work out of our building and we get to work directly with him. Sometimes he's my sound guy, bro. Like it's fucking awesome to have him as well as like the, the the people he's bringing in are like they're our family. They're I'll let you speak more on that. They're your boys, bro. <laughs> Urban Zoo. <laughs> Not me zoning out. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. So um, I'm the bar manager at Colab. That's what I do, which isn't a lot. <laughs> but um, 
with Urban Zoo, that's the label that I run. It's an artist like label, and Skirt is like the only DJ that I represent. He's like, you know, my boy on that, and you know, and like like Tom said, like we have Larry Adabom, like um, Rye, you know, up there a lot. Wacko Dreamer and a lot of these guys and it's become a space collab is now i think shifted in the last year of a space where people can feel comfortable and just come and make some music and vibe but also perform there you know like the last show we did literally at the ego show um i also represent lease and lease was like i want to show off some music i'm like we'll go up to the stew <laughs> you know, and we just filled that motherfucker up, <laughs> you know, with people. And she previewed her music. And it's just like, that's where I was realizing I'm just like, we need more of this in this mm -hmm. city. And it's just like, what Tom's saying is true. It's just like, it is like family, the way I look at all these people that I work with and that we get to do this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, wait. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay, wait. I, well, I was just going to say, it's just like such a gift working there, like, especially with like ego and shit is like, we're so directly plugged into like a space that allows for so many different types of art. So we'll have like fashion or theater or visual art. Like we get to meet so many different types of artists and different communities that like I would never necessarily pay to go to <laughs> like that kind of show. But then I'm working the show and I'm able to like make these connections and investments with like into people um that like further down the road like they'll want to rent their own event and shit and like it's just like a really cool thing because you're working in like a field where like people give a fuck about what they're doing yeah. and um i think that really matters and that's like one of the reasons i've stuck around is because you're literally working with people who like it's this or they die kind of shit mm -hmm. you know they they really care about it being the event being good and you know, as the venue, sometimes that means you get yelled at or people are, it's just also like high stress environment as well. So like people will get upset and stuff, but, um, yeah, just like working in a field where everyone cares about what they're doing is just awesome and beautiful and all that stuff. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about urban zoo and oh. urban zoos? <laughs> Actually, wow, I was not ready for that. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate it. I'm just like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know? Um, Urban Zoo, it's... um. So, yeah, so Urban Zoo is my kind of like... I'm very careful with what I call it. <laughs> you know, I have to be... Especially when you get into, like, labeling things. Um, it is an entertainment label that I, you know, I founded. And, like, but where it started off is it was a radio show and... Eli was on it with me, and, um, and shout out, shout out, Nate, radio and television. <laughs> <laughs> that's where that's where Urban Zoo was literally born out of this program. Um, because, Great program, though. Oh, it is. It's I wasn't good for it. <laughs> like, Eli graduated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to. The, I was in the radio, the radio side. David was in the the TV side, television, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I think. <laughs> It was funny. So I was in the uh, I was on the radio side, and Urban Zoo originally it was you and like three other guys, right? Um, and uh, 
Let me tell them about that real quick and then pass it to you. Oh, no, no, no. What happened no, was like can't. during one of your first few shows, I don't even know, maybe it was your first show, but I'm just like in the hallway about to go home. You know, it's like 11 at night or whenever you guys are shooting. Uh, and, and David stops me in the, all, in the hallway. He's like, Hey Eli, do you think, you think you could sound, sound check or, or do the sound for our show real quick? I don't know how to run the board in the studio. <laughs> Nobody else does. And so I just, for the first couple of, for the first couple of episodes, yeah, I was just quietly in the corner, fiddling with the knobs, you know, making sure everything sounds good. And then eventually the, the other three guys took off and, and I became the co-host, but I'll let you talk more about that. No, that's. That's literally what happened, though. Like that's exactly what I was gonna say. No, no, and I like I, I liked hearing it from your perspective because I actually forgot about it that way. That's what happened with Urban Zoo is that I remember being in this program and they tell you they're like you can have a radio show, and you're like okay, cool, I'm gonna do something. And I remember tell, looking around, just being like, I want to do a hip hop show, and I like Eli said, I could only find four dudes that were interested in it, and we had a great run for a semester. Like we were doing a couple shows and everything like that. And then all three of those guys honestly got serious about school. <laughs> mm. Like one was getting married. The other one was just like, no, nah, I can't really do this right now. And the other one moved out. And then uh, exactly like Eli said, I was just like, well, I'm still doing this fucking show. And um, I needed someone to run the board so I yeah. could talk. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how to fucking do it. <laughs> you know and Eli was that and then we had this great run with each other where Nawali and other bigger rappers oh, in Edmonton yeah. would just invite us for free just to cover their show because we write about in the paper or bring mm -hmm. them on their show like we've had on Urban Zoo when it was a show I had OG Jonah I've had Nawali I've had Rye I've had like you know people here that people go out to see on my radio show and it was mm -hmm. great then the pandemic hit. I dropped out of school because I was like, fuck that. <laughs> you know? yeah. And with Urban Zoo, I remember Tom talking about like, you know, wanting to do some ego shit. So like me and Eli were just like, OK, we'll merge with Urban Zoo because Tom was like specifically I need like I want an interview aspect. Mm -hmm. You interview rappers yeah, daily. And I think it was it was honestly like it was like our time doing Urban Zoo that, that I think Tom saw that and was like, OK, these guys know what's up. Yeah. I, th I think, yeah. Dude, it was crazy. Nate became like this weird hub for like Edmonton rap because these guys were just <laughs> fucking letting rappers into the studios. They let me into the studios. I didn't go there. They just let me use the computer to edit. I'd bring through people. Like it was fucking ridiculous. And we got kicked out by the cops once. <laughs> Not the police or peace officers oh, yeah. rent a car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not real police. <laughs> but, but no, he's not wrong. Like, like a lot of um, Edmonton rap society was in that building, <laughs> you know, on our behalf. But anyways, what Urban Zoo morphed into me with um, when it became like a label part is like, I just remember having this moment where I was just sitting there and I'm like, I want to get back into representing artists because I represented Rye for a bit. And like, to be honest, I was 19 and it was coming from a place. Me and Tom are representing him together. And Tom was better than me. <laughs> Tom understood. He's just like, I don't think we're doing this right. So I'm going to take a step back. And then for me, I was very much in it for the clout. Like, to be honest, I've never experienced that before. Like being in the scene and like this dude is so... You know, people fuck mm -hmm. with him and I'm like, I'm there. There's girls like, you know, like mm -hmm. that's what was more important at that time for me. And homie had to be the one to be like, nah, like you're not serious about this. So years later, pandemic hits. 
uh, Urban Zoo cannot be a show anymore. And then that's when I started thinking, I'm like, I want to do shows again. We just did the Ego too. Like, that's the mm. thing. We did Ego before all, all these things happened. So, like, Urban Zoo, in my head at least, like, we've been doing shit. But um, it, it, it became a thing for me where I was just like, I want to get back into the management game. And um, with Mo, Mo was just an extremely perfect candidate because he was just like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. I don't know where I'm at right now. And I need some direction. I was like, well, let me direct you. <laughs> you know, and we, I've had, you know, I've had a lot of ups and downs with it. I've had some really good artists leave me, you know, and not in the best way. And I've also gained a lot of really good artists at the same time. So that's what Urban Zoo kind of morphed into is just like me being like, I want to represent a lot of people and put on shows and stuff like that. So although I don't work with them any, anymore, the foundry kind of gave me um, a basis on my own where I could try some shit until luckily, thank God, this man got me hired at Colab, <laughs> <laughs> So I can do shit better, you know, and get paid for it too. <laughs> you know, and, and all that and all that. So like Urban Zoo, like over time morphed it from a podcast type of situation into an entertainment label and yeah like i don't talk about it much but i i, I got accepted into um an artist management program in vancouver um that i'm gonna be leaving edmonton for and it's like yeah like i want to see urban zoo get to where i got accepted into that program you have to do a talk and explain to them why you want to be in it and like my biggest thing was was like why can't edmonton artists be performing in stadiums mm -hmm. they deserve to be there and i want to be the dude that puts them there mm -hmm. you know i don't know if that's why they chose me but like looking back on that i'm just like if anything i mean that the most out of anything that i said <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like out of everything i said that one and that one that statement <laughs> you know like yeah so yeah urban zoos had some journeys you know especially like one thing i will say is like eli having him alongside too like it's 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 a one-way street like i do it i do a lot of it by myself because especially when eli joined too like everybody had left everybody always leaves you know when you do business shit you have to deal with that it's just like people people get excited at first oh yeah like we're gonna do this it's gonna be great and then when real life hits when you're not making money when it's not working out and all this type of shit there's very few people that stick around and eli was one of those people that's why urban zoo worked you know yeah, I think you killed it. Yeah, yeah, I think we got it. Okay. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Um, anyways, changing topics here. How can we get a copy of Ego? Ooh, we still got to design it. We still got to design it. We're, um, yeah, right now, I just got on board our pro. No, I'm not going to say that, just in case. <laughs> We got another sponsor. Woo! We got another partner. Yes, Name we did. Drop. We did. Um, <laughs> yeah, Stratus. Name drop right now. <laughs> I will. I will. Um, Stratus Photo Lab. Um, Stratus Journals, like, they're another uh, crew that does, like, magazines and events and lots of really, really cool stuff that I look up to. Um, and they also just started their own like photo development lab where people can come and get their like film developed and stuff. So we're working with them now. And, uh, once I've finished partnering with them, we'll have like all of the film photos developed and then we can kind of start going into production mode for like the actual physical magazine. 
Um, but that'll be available at the end of volume two. So at the end of volume two, we'll probably do that. Um, we're trying to do a festival in the summer, like three days. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, but it'll be like released alongside that kind of thing. Cool. Yeah, it'll be sick. It'll be sick. Yeah. That shit is so much work. And when I say work, I mean like I'm not doing it. It's <laughs> our designer <laughs> sitting there and then like we'll come up like basically how it worked doing the first. Actually, Kate, okay, that is a lie, bro. I transcribed all the interviews we did last time. So that is such a lie. I have to do a lot of work still. Um, uh, listen, listen, listen. We talked, okay? These two forget. I told them. I'm like, I can't. I don't know how to edit shit. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know how to do this. I'm so bad at it. Please. <laughs> like, well, yeah. This, like, what I mean by transcribing is like, I listen to the interview and then I type out all the fucking words they're saying. I found a program that does it automatically. I mean, we live we in AI now. the oh AI God. apocalypse right now, so I'm sure it'll be easy. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess I will have to do some work on that. <laughs> but I'd say expect it end of August, probably. Where can they find it? I don't know yet. Uh, <laughs> last time I was trying to sell it in stores, we didn't have enough of like a supply to for that to be like feasible, really. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> fuck yeah, you could probably buy it at Colab. Um, but yeah, we're also setting up like an online store for like merch and shit. Um, but I don't know if the magazine will be like sold out of there or not. But it might. Yeah, if you want the magazine. Come to the fucking live shows. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come to the live shows, and if you, I'll do it as urban. No, I can't give a discount. Just come to the live shows. What the fuck, man? We ain't giving out discounts. <laughs> That's what? why I had to stop myself. I was just like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> it was just like the first time. Urban artists. Yeah, exactly. We all. Are. But yeah, like the first time I tried to get like people to like buy ads in the magazine, and then everyone was like, "You're only printing 200." That is so not worth the amount of money that you're asking for that. Um, we didn't sell out. We sold out probably a hundred. We probably sold like 70 to a hundred. And then I just started giving them out or leaving them at like bus stops yeah. or at universities and shit, which like I thought that was cool because like yeah, if someone stumbles really upon nice. that, yeah. yeah, I thought that was sick. Terrible business move though. So probably won't. Business move of my right? whole life. Guerrilla marketing. Yeah. It's a very Edmonton type of thing to do, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like in Edmonton, it flies. You can do that here. <laughs> I think we had ours like on the table for the podcast. For yeah. A good like few months. It oh, was, hell uh, yeah. Oh, people were noticing that it was, too, being like, oh, yeah. what's this? You know, like a little coffee book table. <laughs> That's it was awesome. sick. Yeah, that was, that, that so was. Giving it out thing. works. Sometimes. Yes. <laughs> we'll keep too. doing that. We like went, we got invited to like a Juno's like uh, brunch thing. And, uh, yeah, it was sick, but I really had to struggle to fucking find one to bring because we wanted to, like, show people and, like, we gave one away. No, I have to, the one that I gave away because, like, I don't know if you're okay. Whoever's listening to the podcast, like, just Google Dax, like, D-A-X. <laughs> and, like, where I'm laughing is that this guy is, like, a 
He's a bigger rapper, and like that was the weird thing about the Junos is being like, oh, these are Canadian celebrities. Dude, it was fucking it weird. Was weird. It was yeah, so as I'm just weird. like, I'm in the same room, and I'm allowed to be here. <laughs> you know, like I got invited. That's wild. You got a picture with Chad, Chad Kroger. Hey. Oh I did. God. No, but that's the can worst I, part about Chad Kroger. The funny thing about that was I was fuck. <laughs> oh, dude, can I tell that story? Can I tell <laughs> Why are you gonna tell it? You weren't even there. <laughs> I you, bro. Neither was I. But like, okay, I want to hear your perspective on it, but. Like, I was super fucked up at the JW Marriott just after all these events. I was hanging out with Cabral and his manager. Cabral is all right, but that motherfucker can drink, so he's fine. Um, <laughs> they ditched me. I talked to a dude from Universal Canada. It's great. <laughs> I see Chad Kroger come out and come into the hotel, and everybody's just, you know, that's how you, you know everybody's known. It's, it's fucking Nickelback. <laughs> you know, Yo. and I was so loaded. I just got up. I walked. His security guard literally stiffed on me. Like, who the? What are you doing? And I was just like, I just want a picture with. Ch what am I gonna do? I literally looked him in the face. I'm like, what am I gonna do? Like, I just want a picture <laughs> with Chad. And he laughed. He laughed his ass off. He's like, yeah, he could take a picture with me. <laughs> That's where I like. So Chad, me and Chad are chill. Um. <laughs> Shout out Chaz. Chaz my boy. Chaz my boy. Um, anyways, just with the Junos, the weird thing with Dax was it was just like, that's where our second one, because me and Tom both had to hit up our dads. And we are both like, give us the copy. Devious Trip, one of our volume one artists gave me mine. My dad didn't. I, thought, I don't know what he's I doing. He, dad, no, my dad had to give me his. Yeah. Like, give it back. And then we, I met Dax's manager, and I just remember talking her ear off, being like, I need you to show it to him. Look at, look at, look. Like, yeah, like, and I just give it to her. I'm like, it's in your hands now. <laughs> and now Dax follows us and likes our shit when we post it. So what, that's, oh, that's, that's I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, so but yeah, awesome. it was cool. It was cool being like invited to that kind of shit too. It's just like, oh, like. Yeah, Arlo. Arlo hooked us up with that. Arlo's like continuously like put us on as well as like send people our way to collab as well. Um, yeah, Arlo is just like a pioneer for all the stuff that we're doing right now. He'd be great. He would be fucking awesome to have the podcast. He would be. He, yeah. Yeah. No. Honestly, though. Honestly. It was cool. That man has wisdom to the Edmonton music scene that none of us could ever know about. Yeah, one of the best one of the best parts about talking to him is just hearing all the all the old shit like all the old head shit he's he's talking about like yeah. like I think it was even in his interview that he did with us he was talking about how um <laughs> he was talking about how he used to uh, to promote his shows his answering machine for his like landline telephone he would record like hey it's Arlo sorry missed your call come to my show blah 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 Damn. but like like all that, all that, all that shit you wouldn't even think about nowadays, you know. Mm. Uh, he's he's just, no yeah, yeah. Voicemail. yeah. Seriously, he's we he's can. just he's just full of all that, all that, all that great knowledge. He'd be great for the podcast, yeah. Retro word. No, it's sick, man. Because he was like, I don't know, like you didn't have the internet and shit back then, so it's so much like. I, I yeah, I can't imagine that because like I don't know. I already did like a kind of a job that was like street promotion thing is for charity and shit but whatever i would not want to do that to promote my own shows 
fuck mm-hmm. going out there and like actually talking to people that's why yeah. ego's dope i can just yeah. put it out there and it like speaks for itself but like especially with volume too i'm just like look at it look at it it's good look yeah just but, look you're gonna be there but like yeah i think that's also like it plays in so much more to like an artist's career when they have to go through like trials and tribulations like that like that's how you know someone actually gives a fuck is like if they're going out and like hand billing, like that's something for like the acting shit is like sometimes you have to hand bill your own shows and like sell your own shows. Um, I think people do that online a lot, but I don't think necessarily that's like where our strengths lie in our generation is like self promotion when it's like face to face. Yeah, in person. Mm-hmm. And yeah. honestly, it works like gold. Oh, it does. The connections you make between people, they'll think about you. They'll remember you. They'll see you again. They'll know your name. They'll become like a fan. People that you wouldn't expect as well to come to shit. You never know. Mm -hmm. There's just normal people out there. Just random people. There's a lot of them. The odds are there, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Surprised me on numerous events too, just being like, Yeah, I just have a show or whatever. If you guys want to pop by, I've got my art up at a gallery or something, you know. And, and, then, they show and up. then they actually do. Yeah. And then like, I have like quite a few people show up and I'm like, My people. Yeah. My people. <laughs> For real. It's crazy. You never know until you try. Yeah, really. I did that with the show, um, the Sublime Feminine show. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just like kept talking about it to all of my clients. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm doing this. Like, it was like poetry, oh, whatever, just like clients. to fill the space. Like, yeah, yeah. To talk about something. And then I'm there and I'm like, oh, fuck. Now I have to say poetry in front of all of my Oh, clients. yeah, because you're on like, the bill. Oh, song. shit, bro. Because I wasn't like, <laughs> if I was just like promoting the show, I do that all the time, but they never come. And then and of then course the one, yeah. And then I was like, "Oh hey, do your hair. I'm gonna cry in a microphone now. This is awesome, guys." Oh shit, that's funny. That was awkward. No major props though. That shit's hard. That shit's right? hard, man. Good for you yeah. though. Good for that was an amazing show. Yeah, too, by the way, well put. Together. I know. I wish show. I could have seen one that. Of the talent pieces were unique in their own way, but all came together in like one big salad bowl of an event. Yo, and the aviary too. Is that the aviary, yeah. right? Yeah. Fuck yeah, venue. that is like I love that venue. I feel like it's such like a good space for like those like really I don't know vulnerable like intimate, intimate. intimate. Mm-hmm. yeah intimate intimate oh, kind of event. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Comfy. Well, next question. Um, just a little bit of inspiration for all the I don't know um, questionable artists out there. All all the young people. Um, what can you guys give as advice to artists, especially particularly when it comes to grant writing? Like any little tidbits? Oh, right. Let me crack my knuckles <laughs> right now. Um, yeah, grant writing. Um, okay, so. Well, no, there's a lot. I know, right? And, it's a very broad question. Yeah, and, okay. and like, so recent, recently I've been doing like uh, like a couple sessions with people where like I'll sit down and try to like guide them through that process. So like I feel like I'm kind of getting an idea of like what I'm trying to preach with that kind of shit. Um, but like the biggest thing is prep time. So like to write the grant for Ego, basically how, how that was successful was like i was in a play earlier that year and the director and producer became like i became super close with them and i explained that i wanted to write a grant for like ego next time i showed them we actually like sold my magazine at their play and shit um 
and they got like big Canada Council, like fucking over hundreds of thousands of dollars to put this shit on, which was crazy. Um, so basically it was going through like these sessions with this guy where um, I would like write, basically when you're applying for a grant, it's just a bunch of questions. Um, so first step, you're going to find that granting website. You're going to make an account as soon as you can, because you do not want to be making an account like the day you have to submit it. That's going to stress you out. Things might be not working or whatever the fuck. Um, it also might, you have to like verify shit with your ID and stuff because it's like, a, I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's like official sure, shit. So you yeah. have to have like your, your ID and shit. Um, so first off, it's like going in there, finding the grant that's applicable to you. Um, and then one way to do that is you can actually call the Edmonton Arts Council, for example, this is like any granting body has this. They have what's called like granting officers. Um, essentially, their job is to help support people get grants. So you call them, you can ask about grants, you can fucking even send them like your grant application and they'll give you feedback and send it back if it's like, if you have enough time to do that. Um, so it's contacting them, the actual granting body, finding out the grant that you're going to apply for. It's then like going in and starting that application and copying all of the questions down from that and putting it into a separate Google Doc. A big thing with grants is they have like word limits or character limits and shit. So it's really just like throwing everything at the wall. This is just kind of how I write everything in general is just like throwing everything at the wall and then cutting it down to that word length um refine, what refine, refine. yeah exactly so like writing the ego shit i started it in november and it was due in february and i worked on it not every day but almost every day for probably at least like an hour just going through refining it um gathering your support materials and stuff um what really worked for ego was kind of what i touched on before where it's like we are you're not just supporting one thing you're supporting multiple um multiple careers and multiple like paths and shit um and then yeah so like that's you can take that into any kind of grant so i was writing a grant for like um the monks and oh, part of the grant funding was like going towards like music videos and um like the art for the actual album and shit. And so it was like, okay, well, like, let's pitch it to them in a way that shows that, like, we're going to hire local artists to do that. And you're supporting local artists that are already here to continue their passion. And you're supporting young artists, like that kind of thing, right? Um, and then, yeah, it's just like doing that over and over again. Ego, we were lucky because we had like a lot of Edmonton artists inherently that you're paying. Like our crew plus artists is like over 70 people. Um, and then also like uh, we're also like promoting Edmonton art. So that was like another big thing. Another big thing was just like you're investing in young artist careers, which is like that. That's another part of where I find ego comes from is like that there's like a gap like before high school we went to Vic so this might be a little different I know it's different but we were like supporting in our artistic craft up until then and then if you wanted to keep getting that support you had to go to university and that's just not feasible for everybody um so we really focused in on like supporting that like 18 to like 
25 range where it's like, yo, I like making art, but I don't necessarily want to pay a bunch of money to tell, to have someone tell me how they think I should make my art. Right. Um, and yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought with that for a sec, but it's <laughs> so beautifully said. Yeah. Know, thank you. Thank you. It gives them so much freedom. But yeah, like the main shit with grants is just like pay your people, yeah. pay, pay people yeah. like and invest in the community as well as like, get sponsorships before the project if you can because that's already showing kind of like how we use the grant to show that like we had backing to get those sponsorships if you have sponsorships beforehand you can say oh these people already believe in us and kind of use that to leverage towards the grant um yeah and then it's just taking that time having your support materials being fucking thorough having a budget um yeah, I mean, if anyone's, like, super interested in this and wants to have, like, a conversation, I do this shit for free. I will just, like, sit down and talk with you and show you kind of options out there because that's what I'm passionate about. So, yeah, that's some grant stuff. It's beautiful. Um, In terms of advice for artists, like, the big thing that I'll definitely say, especially, like, being an Edmontonian is, like, just be bold. Like, that's a big thing that a lot of people don't take seriously here, I think. I'm from Toronto, so one thing I didn't like about moving to this city is I, I feel like when people are confident and confident within themselves, we look down on it here, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we're just like, oh, they're cocky, or oh, they're, they're so full of themselves, or oh, they're all like this. It's just like, have some pride within yourself and within your art and what you do. Wake up and know you are a good artist and tell yourself that you know, that type of stuff. You move that way because let me tell you, working in this industry as an executive level, I do not, I will look past you. If you're Mm. meek, you have to be a bold artist because this industry is a very difficult industry. And if you want to go far within it, you need to be, um, you know, open to challenging yourself and challenging your beliefs. You know, it's, don't get me wrong, humbleness is very well appreciated. You, You should always be a humble person. But at the same time, you have to be able to get excited about what you do. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because that's it. Like, if it's just for you of just like, oh, I look cool doing a guitar thing for my friends, it's whatever. Then, yeah, that's all you'll ever be. And that's cool. That's all right. Mm -hmm. But if you want to step into this arena that we're trying to challenge with artists, then I, I need to see some sort of actual push within you and that was my biggest criteria with auditioning with people is i would also look at that i'm just like i would also look past the talents i'm just like do you actually want like is it just a cool thing for you Use the expectations. yeah like yeah. Uh, when your yeah. days are bad when you're having a tough day do you actually go to the piano and you're like let me actually figure this out <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. i mean like that's I the difference people yeah. yeah or do you do it when oh there's some pretty girls around or a pretty guy or something okay let me bust it out and let me try something which is also that's okay but yeah. also the guitar guy hey, at every party. Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. I'm not signing that dude. I'm not signing him. No, hell no. Like, and that's an, another <laughs> advice that I'll give to artists as well, too, is just like network, like talk to people. One thing that I is hard for me, especially with these rappers with Urban Zoo that I've had to like Edibom just came around with this Rye and some of my artists where I forced them into studio in the studio to be around each other. No, get the hell out of your freaking basement and go mm-hmm. in that studio and be around other <laughs> fucking artists. God, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. why do you think Wu-Tang blew up? Why do you think mm-hmm. all these other like group, because Wu-Tang, especially RZA talks about it a lot. He did it specifically 
to be like that. He would like because you'd be in the studio and like Jizz and Ghostface Killer chilling at the back, being like, "Man, that nigga's rap is whack. Wait, wait till you see this shit. Wait till they see this shit." You know what I mean? And then they mm-hmm. take their turn in the studio and everything like that. People forget um, one thing that I think Edmonton lacks is competition. People here think competition is a bad thing. It's a very freaking good thing mm-hmm. because it weeds the the wheat from the chaff. That's all I need to say. Yeah. The wheat nothing. from the yeah. fucking <laughs> no, for real, yeah. God damn. Um, yeah, just like if I was to touch on my advice for artists, definitely everything he was saying is is true. I think competition is like a very healthy thing. Um, and because I think it's also healthy here because you already have so much love and like competition and love are not like mutually exclusive, you know, like, I think, I think you can have like healthy shit like that. Thank you. Thank you. Cause like, I, (laughs) yeah, for real, man. But, um, yeah. Oh, this is what it's all about. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'd say like, it's tough here because like, we are a small city so sometimes it does feel like there's some niche groups or like you have to crack into this thing um Mm -hmm. but that's gonna be anywhere you go that's humans bruh so you have to like go out and like make an effort um to be a part of a community and i feel like you will grow so much as an artist if you're part of a community um so just yeah not only like go out and make those connections and like all that shit but also like enjoy it bro enjoy like living that we had an acting teacher and uh his name's scott swan and he said live like a creative life i think that's what he said yeah no, um and uh yeah i've always kind of lived by that like why not just go and talk to the person and give them props because they make cool shit lucy you make some really fucking cool shit man yeah <laughs> you know you know that i've hired you so many times for shit uh, thanks for the support anytime anytime <laughs> Fuck yeah. um if you guys were to change anything about the edmonton arts community what would be like the first thing that you would want to do you want to stay here until 7 a.m because we'll do that <laughs> no i don't think there's that much you need to change i i think um one buy tickets online that's probably yes, the first please. thing um it just puts our us promoters and organizers at ease once we know that there's a crowd coming i get it but um i don't what i don't know what would i change um Eli does though, so I'll let him talk what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think that something uh, something I see you can fall into a lot here is people will just you know they either they like rap or they like EDM, they like going to raves or they like you know they like going to more intimate country singer songwriter stuff. Mm. You know, go to shows that you don't know that you're going to enjoy. You know, because. It, at the end of the day, it's better to just just consume more art. It'll make you a better person, you know. And so I, I think if I could change anything, I just just get out there more. Because even if you don't like it, you're supporting an artist, you know, uh, just by picking up a ticket or or yeah, post them on your story, anything like that, you know. Giving giving support, big thing for me, especially like coming like being raised in like Dallas and uh, Toronto is like these are like massive cities. And where I get really annoyed with Edmonton folks is there's always this like, 
well, our city's not that cool. We don't have things. Mm. There are people here. Mm. You just don't care. You just don't give a fuck. And you think you're too cool. And for me, that's, it's extremely unacceptable because like, this is why we will be behind is because you actually have to give a shit about what's happening here. You have to like open your eyes and be like, okay, this is actually cool. Like this guy is actually in my city. He's performing like Mm -hmm. give a fuck. All right. Because if you don't, then yeah, we will be that city in the Midwest. That is nothing. Yeah. Have confidence in your city and your, and your, your, you know, have pride in where you come from. Like, just mm-hmm. plain, like, stop talking about Calgary. Stop talking about, like, oh, I'm going to vaccine. Like, I don't care. You're here. Yeah. There are people here. And you're ignoring them because you think, what? Like, oh, they're Edmonton. Like, it's not cool. That mentality, it's a it plague cool. in this city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. Is It's actually, like, I, I'm getting passionate about it because it's one thing where, like, I don't, I call Edmonton my hometown. Like, I don't look at Toronto as my hometown, but those are those moments where I'm embarrassed to be an Edmontonian. Totally, yeah. Is the young people here, we don't care about our own city enough. And it, and then we want to complain. And be, well, it's not like this place. It's not like, why do you think that is? Because you, <laughs> you know what I mean? You need to change the way you're looking at everything. You need to change the way, like, you need to embrace that, like, the things, like, places like the Common, Collab, and all this type of stuff that they're there and they're putting people your age on. You know what I mean? Like, that's like in other cities, I can tell you coming from a big city, it is rare. You don't have that out there. Sure, they have it in Toronto, but it's not at the same level that it is here in Edmonton, where it's just like, okay, there's a sold out show at Collab. Everybody our age group is going to be there. And Toronto is very different. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, but Drake's here. Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's a cool rinky dinky show, but also Tory Lanez is here or like whoever, mm-hmm. you know, you know, like some big artist. So, like, here we're actually extremely lucky. Is that like this is small town and it's good. Like I used to hate that it's so small here, but I've embraced it now because I'm like, that's a benefit because you can actually be front row with these people, you know, and get to know them on a different level. So it's just like that's what Mm. needs to change about Edmonton. There needs to be a freaking pride here. There needs to be a give a fuck. There needs to be a I care. There needs to and people here are so quick to like, yeah, well, I'm going to Vancouver. Well, I'm going to Toronto. Well, I'm going here. Yeah, buy Edmonton, buy Edmonton, screw Edmonton, blah blah blah, Edmonton. Yeah. And this is why we'll never progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's definitely true. I think that's also changing. Um, I think a big issue with Edmonton is that people just aren't really aware of all of the resources that we necessarily have. We have like one of the cheapest, like f- rental film houses, um, film house. I don't know what the fuck, how that works. <laughs> Studio? Yeah. No, no, no. Like Fava. Basically I'm saying Fava. Like there's a whole bunch of different resources that you are going to really struggle to find in these bigger cities. It's going to be harder to access those grants I was talking about, man. Like, Getting a grant here, you have a one in ten percent chance if you're just fucking sending it in, um, and that's not necessarily the case everywhere. Um, so I think like it's that's partially on the people. Like you have to go and look for those things, but it's also on like those resources as well as the city to have young people know about these things in the first place because it shouldn't. The responsibility. Damn, the responsibility <laughs> shouldn't just fall on to those young people as well. Um, I think another thing that a lot that I'd want to change about this, and this was something I had to actually like actively change in myself, 
was when I'm taking on a creative project or I want to do something, a lot of the time I find people will just like get hyped and say yes and then not do anything to like actually make it happen. And I think that's like a struggle as an artist. I think you told me this, Eli, but like there's something with like you get the same amount of dopamine talking about doing something rather than actually doing it. Um, and that was something I had to change. And that was like throwing back to Edibon. Like we were both his manager and I was just like, Oh, I'm his manager. And that was enough. It was cool enough to say that I was doing it, but like, what am I actually doing to support him? And with ego, with collab, with legitimately everything I do now, I don't, say that I'm going to do something unless I wholeheartedly am going to fucking do it and do it well. And I think, um, I think a lot of people like they'll say they'll do it. And the reason that I have excelled and like I'm in the positions I am in now is because I've said I'll do it and I'll fucking deliver 110%. And I think people need to do that more. So word, (laughs) I don't take myself that seriously, but, but yeah. Sometimes for me, the key is just not talk about it. Just do it. Because the more you talk about yeah. it, the more people will convince you out of it or yeah. be like, it's a bad idea. Or you psych idea. yourself you out psych and shit. Out. No, just exactly. Keep the lip shot. See where it takes you. <laughs> no, I think I think that's so true. Um, yeah. Who are you guys listening to locally right now? Oh, um, okay. First. Who's on the charts? First up. <laughs> oh, man. I've got my list. Um, Definitely, like, right now, Laurie, bruh. Laurie is, like, I'm getting him to send me shit he hasn't released because, like, I am that hungry. He's got fucking killer music. Like, all the Urban Zoo guys, like, Monks, like, all the fam, the fam right there. Um, All of our ego artists, like, I'm consistently kind of keeping myself up to date with what they're all doing um beyond that grat plat shout out gratuitous Yo. platypus man yeah. fucking we were talking before like Talk they're like nice people too wow. exactly they're yeah. like some of the Great. best like professional Yo. like coolest coolest dudes um and also like killer music i'm uh yeah. i'm i've been like making my way through their like album that's like in three it's parts so beautiful, right? yeah man yeah. that that shit's fucking dope um who else arden always bumping arden um mo always bumping mo always 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 bumping mo <laughs> um it's cool yeah i don't know i've been seeing just like a lot of people at collab where i'm not necessarily like i am hearing their stuff in the moment and that's really sick and um who else yeah i mean like i am just kind of in this loop right now where i'm listening to all of our ego recordings to make sure they're good before we put them out so uh listening to that fire i'll let you guys kind of take over the same thing, all our ego artists, you know, uh, my partner Carly, actually, she edits all of our, uh, all the interviews and everything. performances. Yeah. She edits everything. Yeah. No, if actually, it, wow. If, I edit the reels. If it isn't a graphic, it's it's by Carly. I edit the reels and I edit the trailers. But Carly also does all the color grading and she's a way fucking better editor than She's I insane. I want to give a huge shout out, Carly. Yeah. The behind the scenes, this shit wouldn't look as good as it does if it, if it wasn't for her, but... So, you know, I'm always just popping into her, you know, uh, her little editing studio or she'll come get me and, 
and say, come check this out. You know, I actually, I, I just bought her a set of, uh, what's it called? Um, like speakers for her computer and kind of small part of the reason was like, I was hoping I could hear it throughout the apartment, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Yo, I thought of one. I thought, sorry. I thought of one. Our boy Benoit, Angel Science, fucking Mans is a DJ. He's got some stuff up on SoundCloud, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but yeah, or even I was just going through his Instagram today and I was like, fuck, man, this guy's good. So shout out Benoit, Angel Science. <laughs> Benoit is amazing, um, but um, for me, I can probably say as a as a manager, I've been <laughs> I've been listening to my own artist shit. <laughs> like uh, mm -hmm. Larry, I I also do represent him, and like um, we have some big things with Urban Zoo coming this summer, where we're going to be going out of province, and a, a tour is going to be happening, uh, some fun things like that. So yeah, yeah, listening to Larry definitely. Um, it, I've been listening to him a lot and like the fun thing like Tom said is like having that studio upstairs there's so much unreleased music from Rye, Wacko, Dreamer like all these other guys that I it's fun for me because I'm just like oh, they don't know they have no idea like this shit's gonna fuck everybody up like they have no idea I'm just like Rye what are you doing what are you doing is that, that's new nigga okay yeah so like yeah there's a lot of um fun things that are going to be unveiled this summer so yeah right. how about you guys yeah actually got any plans got anything yeah i have, I have a <laughs> lot of plans <laughs> I'm <a> busy gal <laughs> um oh my goodness just a couple of shout outs i guess we got the art walk coming up oh word july 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 yeah. thank nice. you listening to though as well yeah Oh, uh, yeah. Who am I listening to right now? I guess uh, it's pretty much like it's been the same over and over again. Every time we do the podcast, I'm like, well, I got to bring up someone new. Um, Kaylee Jade, I guess I've been listening to. Oh, yeah, to bro. Dude. Kaylee's sick. Kaylee's she sick. She had a great album cover recently. <laughs> oh, did you do that? I painted her skin. No way. Yeah, and then no way. That was you. Oh, shit, yeah, man. I saw that. So oh, good, Tom right? fanboying. And no. Well, yeah, of course, man. Of course. It turned out good. Like, it was a, That's like, sick. I love the colors and stuff of it, too. It was really nice. Again, talk about, like... Industry standard professionalism. Kaylee's fucking awesome. Very yeah, her whole crew that Most she brings through. Most professional I know. Holy yeah. Man. And this is coming from also a person who, like, I've known her ever, ever since she was really, really young. Seriously, like, from day one, six years old, on the piano, knows all of the piano chords, sings in tune, like, hey. from a child. <laughs> oh, down sick. to the details, she's had oh, it. She's winning. She's winning, and she's never stopped winning. <laughs> Always a fan. <laughs> hey, fuck yeah. yeah, and you, Grace? You listen uh, to anyone yeah. local? I'm listening to The Provocateur. Yeah, we were talking about them before. And Gratuitous Platypus and yeah. Bone Orchard, and they're all playing live on Saturday. Yeah, where can we see them? Where, all right, all right. Saturday, Aviary. Let's go. That'd be awesome. Um, see you there. I've been listening to a lot of Mo recently again, yeah, too. Yeah, I've always... Number that motherfucker. Spotify on my, yeah. last Fucking year, Mo. So. What can I say? You listening to? Who are you listening to? Oh, God. In terms of, like, Edmonton people? Yeah, it's okay. Anyone Myself. <laughs> Word! You make music? Kimbo? We make music together. Oh, yeah, we made a song. Oh, shit, that's sick. We were just fucking around, and we used ChatGPT to make the lyrics. And <laughs> Yo, <laughs> that's crazy. That's hard as fuck. Well, I'll show you guys cool. after, yeah. I, I, I'm an electronic music producer. I make a lot of house music and stuff like that. 
and uh, DJ sometimes. So we're, okay, we'll have to talk, bro. Yeah, we'll have to yeah, talk. We'll we'll talk. Collab. <laughs> I'm down. Dude, yeah, seriously. We're doing like we'll a... We, we've done like a couple like DJ exclusive show. DJ yeah, exclusive. Room, yeah, like that's what I was going to say. Room? Yeah, we're doing like... So we're in like Boyle Street area. Oh, so Boyle our, Street. Yeah, yeah. But our homie's like throwing an event called Boiler Room. But it's like boiler, like the area, like is it, boil is street. It like the boiler room. Yeah, where yeah. Like you just got like a DJ in the middle of the crowd, and everyone's like, "Yes, yeah. sir." Can I touch that. <laughs> yeah, bro. We did a we did an event. We've done like a couple like boiler room type of things. That's like the really yeah. sick thing about collab is like we're like a black box theater, so essentially we can kind of set it up however, light it however, and shit. So we've had like a couple boiler room type things, but people will regardless still try to fuck with all the sound equipment. Even when I'm doing shit, like I do the lights and shit generally, people are fucking chatting with me. People are like fucking with my stuff. No, you can. I can't. Tom looks like doing lights. (laughs) I have to stop laughing at my own self. But like he, he described himself this way, by the way. I'm not being a dick. Like he's just. (laughs) bro bro we have so we have like this jank fucking lighting system on our computer that's from i don't know if it's like germany or fucking in somewhere in the uk but like you won't find it anywhere else so like the skills that i'm learning doing it really not transferable at the end of the day but the thing is is like these the lights we have should be sound activated but their mouth activated. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you should see it. It's oh, so dude, it's fucking. Here. I have to like, I have to. I've toned it back because, like, <laughs> especially at like our ego show, I was like, nah, I'm not getting caught looking like that. Especially, yeah, I think that's partially where it came from. Is I learned it when I was wearing the fucking COVID masks. But um, yeah, it's just a jank lighting system where I have to do all of the. Light changes by sound like manually, so I ha- it's kind of sick because it feels like you're jamming with the band, but I get a little too into it sometimes and I look like an idiot. But no, it's <laughs> fucking, it looks cool as shit. The lighting is fucking dope at the end of the oh day, so God, I will hard. take that. I'll take that nice. any day of the week. So, any uh, last little tidbits or last little words you guys want to uh, tell to local artists out there, or yeah, any last little stories, anything funny. Um, we, um, so there is a lot that happened on Ego Volume 2, like a lot of good things. Um, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, I know. The way I said it makes it sound Ooh. fucked up. It's just, there's a lot that happened. Um, <laughs> but, um, we filmed a lot of behind the scenes and we are going to make that into a little fun documentary type thing that I don't know when that's going to come out and how we're going to, I know how we're going to do Shut it. Up, Sam. Shout out to Sam. We had Sam film every day, and this poor kid yeah. had to keep his camcorder up. We had our, We had one point, this guy, uh, Kuda. It was Kuda the kid, yeah. yeah. He, he, like, this kid was, like, filming him, and the and Kuda fucking points at him. What did he say? What did he say? No, Kuda was looking because he was getting interviewed, and then he looks, he's just like, what's that? And we're like, that's the behind-the-scenes camera. And he's just like, nah, I don't like that. <laughs> 
I had to nah, be like, Kuda, we have to keep shit. it rolling. Yeah, he had his shades on and shit. It was yeah. just like, we <laughs> have that We have that shot where he's yeah. pointing at Sam. Straight down the camera. But yeah. Well, he point, yeah, because Kuda is so extra. Like, he didn't just be like, what's that? He's like, who is that? <laughs> but shout out Sam. No, shout out Sam. Everybody. So th- th- there's going to be a lot of, you guys will get to see what it's like. I already posted on my Instagram some of my behind the scenes situations of when I was directing Mattia and Kuda. Um, but like you guys will get to actually see how we make ego and like how we do it. Like we did do a documentary before where me, Tom and Eli were doing talking heads. We're going to do the same thing, but like you will actually get to visually see what it's like behind the set, like the conversation we have. And again, where Tom is so funny about, um, Sam, because like for me, the biggest thing of like doing this volume, I remember telling Tom, I'm just like, okay, I'm doing the interview. Uh, I'll like, I'll pick our fucking interviewers. All right. As Herba Zoo, we'll do the auditions. I will direct a few things, but I want to take a step back and just enjoy. And he was like, all right, cool. We did that. And then for me, this poor kid, I'll literally grab someone just like film this. Look, look here. Talk to him. <laughs> like, yeah, do this situation. And Sam was a fucking trooper. He did it anyway. So those are some of the fun things. And as well, like, we don't know what we're doing with volume three. There is going to be one eventually. But just like, please stay in tune. Please come to collab um come and watch our shit come and see what we do and not only that just like keep your ears perked up like don't just fucking watch it on instagram and forget about it because that's why we're doing the live shows now that's why we're doing and there's also more that we're going to be bringing to the table that a lot of people don't know about yet that is going to surprise you guys and it's gonna be real fun yeah i just want to say like if there's anybody watching who thinks you know ego's sick and and You've always wanted to kind of do something like what we're doing. You can just do it, you know? That's something we were we talked about a lot when we were making volume one, just between the three of us, is like like when we when we did volume one, we were just like a couple of guys, you know? We're just we're just guys. You know? But we but we were guys with a dream, you know? And and it, like honestly, that's that's all it takes. Is like if if you want to do sick shit, just do sick shit. It's not that hard, you know. You just need to get a couple of bucks together. Not even if you've got a camera at home, which you do, it's in your pocket, you know. Everybody's got a camera. Everybody's got a microphone. If you want to make cool shit, just fucking make it. Only mm-hmm. that. Uh, before we give it to Tom, um, especially people watching this. You don't live in Toronto. You don't live in Vancouver. You don't live in London. You live in Edmonton. You have a community. <laughs> Please, like, talk to folks. Talk to us. We'd love to help you. And there's people out here that are willing to help you, but don't be that idiot that stays at home in their head of just like, well, I can only do it by myself. Like, no one's going to. No, stop. Stop. Talk to people in your community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like the three of us, we can, no one of us could do this on our own, you know? it's because we we started talking and tom came to david and i because he saw that we have that that drive and we have that that knowledge you know i'm sure if you don't if you want to make music but you don't know how to produce i'm sure one of your homies knows how to produce or if they don't put it on your instagram story if that doesn't work try something else Mm -hmm. you know don't just even if you don't know what you want to do exactly yeah yeah look at what's kind of cool a lot of the time the process becomes the creation you know yeah that's heavy Nice. Um, 
last thing. <laughs> it's always the hardest part. It's always the hardest yeah, part. I feel like I just question. rambled. Yeah, it's a beautiful question. No, it's yeah, a good it's question. One, yeah. I just I ramble for an hour and then I'm, I don't know what else to ramble about. Um, I think I will say kind of what I said before, which is live like a creative life where like, I don't know, there's like a lot of things in this world that can like bring you down. But if you can kind of, it's easier said than done, come from the perspective of looking at things to lift you up, I think you'll be a lot happier in life. And I think the reason I'm so passionate about supporting like young local artists is because that I see art as like people taking agency over their lives to make themselves happy because 90% of the shit that we can't control makes us like pretty fucking low. Um, so being able to do something that makes you happy um, is what it's all about and keep doing that. Um, I'd also say like, come and support like what we're doing but also find what you like if you don't like what we do which i'd be surprised but if you don't like what we do <laughs> get out of here yeah no, I, I, they can stay <laughs> but but what i'm saying is like there's definitely something in this city that you can give a fuck about so if it's not us go find that um and connect with those people because they also give a fuck about what you give a fuck about um and yeah come come to collab um every time that you're spending money there you're supporting like us and what we do and you're helping ensure that we're able to continue to keep doing that um so yeah share our videos that's the best way to support online come to collab that's the best way to support us in person word word <laughs> well thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast yes that was amazing you guys were incredible oh yeah, thanks so yeah, great that talking was... with you guys thanks, thanks for, for the coming questions. back on the pod yeah um, oh yes, volume three Dumbler. we'll be back for volume three <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> fuck yeah better, be, better not be too big for us then nah <laughs> never, dude. this is so that's nice big like picture word. Yeah. Yeah, big, big picture. <laughs> exactly no i feel like uh I've done like a lot of interviews about shit now and like this is one of my favorites because you guys have really good questions and you're also just chill as fuck and we're all on the same page. We're all trying to do the same shit. So it's much appreciated to have us on here. Thank you guys. I just want to say thank you. <laughs> Thanks. There we go. Hey, if you didn't say it, you looked like a dick, so I had to. <laughs> and thank you. Yeah, fuck yeah. All right, we out. Kisses on her lips soon, spread like epidemic, yeah, spread like epidemic, yeah.